As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Blog Talk Radio. everyone to another Swedenborgian community online uh, reflection and prayer service. We are an interfaith affirming community uh, grounded in um, mystical Christianity uh, from a theologian uh, named Emanuel Swedenborg, uh, raised in the 17th and 18th centuries. Who knows what he's been up to since he passed. <laughs> uh, but as you know, we, we talk a lot about afterlife on this show. We, we talk a lot about what it means to connect with um, community and divinity in diverse ways, in ways that embolden us, uh, that invite us to uh, greater and greater joy and connection with each other. So welcome. Uh, we're happy you're with us. And hello, everyone in the, the chat I, I see you all there. Hope you're well. Uh, it's getting cold in Lincoln. Yeah, it's, it's getting kind of chilly here. Although since I'm moving to Canada, I, I'm leaning into the cold a little bit. I've been kind of wearing this outside and uh, taking cold showers. <laughs> Wim Hof method. Look it up if you haven't. It's, it's a deep breathing uh, meditation and essentially in cold exposure. Uh, that's supposed to help us uh, become more human, according to Wim Hof. I think that that has some some grounding. In fact, let's uh, take a moment and be inspired by Wim Hof for a moment. Take a few deep breaths with me. Fully in and out. In fact, this is a meditative practice that many sages uplift, deep breathing, intentional breathing. Uh, intentionality is often the name of the game in our spiritual practices. Although 
as you probably know, uh, God, Sophia Christ, she has quite uh, a, a, a bit of uh, mystery for us, surprises. We can be intentional, and she opens a door to something mysterious and new to us, and we just have to stay uh, sincere, endure, and continue trying to uplift each other, which is what today's message is ultimately about, in my opinion. Please, if you haven't read it yet, uh, read the multimedia message we posted. It's by George Dole, at least the sermon is, and uh, it's quite a beautiful one, very uh, relevant for us at the Swedenborgian Online community because we are starting anew. And as he starts his sermon, uh, a lot of what's been going on has been happening consistently for 10 years under uh, the wonderful Reverend Wilma. And here I am, a new minister, a new minister here as well, and uh, so gracious and uh, joyful that you've welcomed me into your community and put up with my uh, my new my newbiness my my uh, approach as well. So let us open the service as we normally do on a Sunday evening by opening our scripture online or otherwise in our hearts and minds, understanding that the Lord speaks to us from very deep place from scripture, from our experiences. Let us go forth this week trying to reestablish our connection with some of our scripture, some of the ways that God has spoke to us deeply in the past from our practices. It's easy for these things to fall on the wayside, and maybe we can start them anew. I'm going to start something anew. That's been an okay practice for me. I'm not a trained pianist, but I love to create um, music ad hocly. It's it's a spiritual practice for me, and maybe in these moments through this message, you can be inspired to continue a practice that you're doing and bold in it. Let us also light our candle on our cyber altar, representing the source of our life, our heat and light, our love and wisdom. And with that, I want to open by uh, singing a little bit of our uh, scripture today. Our first scripture is from Psalm, and I invite you to Move a part of your body while you do this. This will be something new for me as well. And and maybe hum or sing your own thing. Who knows? Uh, as, as just an emboldening practice if you feel comfortable. Or just listen and meditate. The Lord is gracious and compassionate. Slow to anger, rich in love. The Lord is good to all he has, compassion on all he has made. 
faithful people extol you. They tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might, so that all people may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. And your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is trustworthy. Repeat after me. The Lord is trustworthy again. The Lord is trustworthy in all he promises and faithful in all he does. Amen. That's from Psalm 145, 8 on. You know, one of my uh, favorite practices as an aside for those of us who don't sing very often is just echoing what I hear. I like to play my favorite music and sing either half a second too late uh, the whole time or uh, sing it kind of on the off chorus or off verse uh, back and forth and I think it's a nice practice to embolden uh, our, our musicality. It's a very meditative practice often for many. And in our sermon today, we have uh, Reverend George Dole referencing our other scripture from this morning, Revelation 3, 7 through 8, when he uh, speaks about how this is a new chapter for his church. He did not write this for us, <laughs> but it fits so perfectly that uh, it's wonderful. And, you know, I think every day, though, we have an opportunity to enter a new chapter in our living. I hope you all can hear me. Let me make sure. Yeah, it's, huh. Yeah, it's a new chapter in every moment. We can be harsh on ourselves, be impatient. I'm glad you're getting audio. Wonderful. We can also not recognize <laughs> that every moment is an open door, is a door for us to reconnect with divinity, with those in our life, with our environment in a new way. And I think it's so beautiful, this promise in Revelation. So to give some context here, as, as Reverend uh, Dole does as well, 
Reverend Dr. George Dole. In Revelation, in this, uh, in these verses, God is speaking to all these different churches in heaven. It seems it's, John says he's in the spirit, and each church has a different message. And the Lord, the Lady, kind of distills maybe a generality about each one <laughs> and says, "Okay, you, this church, you've been like this." This is what you need to do, or this is what's coming. You've been like this, etc. And it's interesting because uh, we get to the church of Laodicea, and uh, Laodicea thinks of itself as very rich. Maybe it is in worldly treasure. Of course, to the Lord, that means nothing. And in fact, the Lord says, you are blind, and you are poor, and essentially you're you're not really on the right track, but if you renew your connection with me, if you overcome all these issues, if you continue to endure or at least start to try to and change, you will actually sit on my throne with me, as the Lord promises that. It's quite amazing. I think that is relevant to most of us. This message of, I think I'm rich sometimes. Sometimes I might think I'm at the top of uh, the heap, maybe skillful in some way, and then I turn it to, to a selfish thing where it's from me, where it's something that allows my dominating nature to reign and find a type of joy, one that is not very joyful at all especially not for the people I encounter, but definitely not for me. And this message speaks to us in those moments and in all moments where we always have room to grow and we always have something to overcome. And I think recognizing that and recognizing that the Lord helps us to overcome is essential in our living. Now, some of us are naturally good. Although, you know, we may or may not point to ourselves in that goodness. We may or may not be worshiping ourselves in that. Maybe we worship community in that or our higher power, the higher being in our hearts or who knows. But I think the healthier we are in our relation to ourselves in our tendency to be dominating and selfish, the healthier we um, become, the happier we become, the more connected, the more the Lord can give to us, not just in joy, but also in those good things. God can lean into us, so to speak. Now, that isn't the key message of today, though. For Reverend Dr. George Dole, really what he's uh, focusing on is this last church that says, if you uh, just endure, if you Continue, Philadelphia, my church, to do what you've been doing. You will have you have an open door in front of you, and you will enter in, and it will be majestic, I'm sure, but it's also a mystery. It's also something that we have very little control over what's on the other side of the doors in our lives often. In fact, entirely, although we <laughs> feel very different pretty much all the time. And 
the Lord promises Philadelphia, if you endure, not only is there an open door in front of you, but you will be a pillar in my kingdom, in my holy house. And I love what uh, George does here, and he, he kind of uh, riffs on that as a pillar. That's not very fun. It's not very fun to be a pillar. Uh, at least it doesn't seem so. I think clearly, though, in this kind of metaphorical way, a pillar is something uh, to inspire us to consistency for upholding uh, our community, upholding our family in love and patience and kindness. So it's kind of speaking to the part of us that has that already, uh, that, you know, can be there for us even in the mystery. I know I have these fingers. If I just keep to a key, uh, it might sound okay. <laughs> I might hit a couple notes and weird spots, and but I keep going. I'm trying to endure and create artistry in my living and my doing, my musicality, you could say. For the sake of it? No. In a way, the sake of life is life. But it's hard to say music is life uh, for some people. But I think living is its own type of music. We can often feel like things get the better of us, but we have our fingers. Or we don't. And we can rely on some of that consistency to continue and accept the surprises when they come, knowing that, at least according to most scripture on this planet, we continue to have awareness forever. That sounds pretty consistent and concise to me. So turning back to uh, Reverend George Dole's message, he uplifts this idea of patient endurance as I mentioned, and I think it really speaks to our relationships as well. I think often we can get tired of our predicaments, you could say. We, we look around us and we don't think things are interesting. We don't think they're new. But, and yet they, they are. They're so deep and rich in ways that we have not seen because that's not where we're at. It's really about us. The, the greener pasture phrase that we all know is about us. The greener pasture is on our other side. <laughs> the greener pasture is through our continuing to endure with the Lord, with the lady in our walk and life, to continue to turn toward her, to turn towards love and goodness in our living, to turn towards the things that give us and others joy, to start to reject the things that we think that we like, often through distorted things in our past, our upbringing, our, who knows, our genetics, some selfish tendencies, uh, some addiction. Turning away from those as consistently as we can through the Lord's help and accepting the beauty that comes of it, accepting 
the fact that we are actually happier giving up. Might be scary, I know. A lot of our practices that aren't very healthy, we feel bring us comfort. We associate those practices often with times in our lives where we felt very vulnerable, maybe sat upon, unwelcome, unpretty. And those things were there for us in a sense. We employed a practice in those moments to escape. It might not have been a very uh, healthy one in the long run. It might upend some of our relationships. It might distort our outlook on other people and ourselves. And yet it was there in those moments. And we found some solace in that, I think. But I think most of that solace is in its practical effect, in the filling of time, in the distraction, in the obsession. There's beauty, I'm sure, in a lot of our tendencies to be selfish. There is beauty in humanity. It's easy to take that, though, the life in and around us and turn it to something upside down. Use it for something unfortunate. But there's hope. God knows this. I love this part of Revelation because God says, you don't have a lot of strength, but if you continue to try, if you endure, if you overcome, if you need to, I'll be there for you. And the future is amazing. I will wipe the tears from your eyes. I will uphold your heart. I will inspire you by beauty that you could have never imagined. Just endure. You may not see it yet. Endure. It's interesting. Sweetboy talks about something similar, at least for me in this moment, it sounds similar. He talks about how in this life, often those of us very focused on our external living, our sense pleasure, corporeal pleasure, as many of the translations say, our external uh, dominance and riches, you could say as well. We have a sense of happiness in a in a way. It's it's not a, a very uh, it's not a very lasting one. It's it's often coupled with fear, anxiety, and a lot of other things. And he says the people who are oriented towards goodness and spirituality in their living, though, they just have a sense of peace to them in that. The joy that's to come, Swedenborg at least describes in his theological writings, is bountiful and amazing and all the uh, apple, uh, beautiful, uh, you know, super uh, licious words that you could think of. Things beyond our imagining transcendent uh, environments and connections and love. And living, we continue living. But we don't see most of that in this life. So in a way, we are held somewhat uh, dormant externally in peace. I don't know. Maybe dormant's the wrong word, actually. Because it's that kind of peace that uplifts living. It's the steadfastness, steadfastness in our life, being there for other people, continuing to do good employing that practice that helps, that allows us 
to be creative and manifold, to do more and more. It can often be hard to do one thing. It can be hard to go to work. Eight hours a day are, uh, as many of us work, I, I worked that back in my day. Uh, I used to go to work in finance, and it was usually longer than that. And it was, it was often brutal. You felt like you were on a never-ending treadmill. I don't think that's the steadfastness that we're talking about, although it often can be a stepping stone. I think it's a steadfastness in our search for living and doing what's good and helpful. Maybe part of that job was good and helpful. So that's positive steadfastness. But often we can feel trapped by our need to be steadfast in a distorted way because we have fear about moving on. We have fear about finances. They're real folks, (laughs) but we should not give in to fear. So let us each take a moment as I turn to the chat seat and reflect on something in our lives that we can be more steadfast in, in a very healthy way, maybe multiple things. Don't become obsessed about uh, reflecting either, although focus can be helpful, as I'm sure you're finding right this moment. (laughs) And also reflect on something that is steadfast in your life that doesn't need to be. That's the thing that you should distract yourself from. Take a deep breath in that reflection. Paige says she was not sure what Dr. Dole was getting at with his first sentence. These words seem particularly appropriate to this church as it begins a new chapter in its history. For a decade or so, we have have known pretty much what to expect from week to week. So in his in his situation, it's his church in Maine. Uh, for us, it's it's uh, the change in, in uh, ministerial leadership. So I wasn't sold on that first sentence. I thought the whole message applied to us, uh, but I think I think it also applies to those of us every day that we are on a precipice of something new if we're willing to step through the door. I think. If we are accepting of the Lord's gifts and the Lord's life within us, things become bountiful and new in ways we could never imagine. I think if you're willing to see the beauty in some of those things that I mentioned earlier that we take for granted, and often the thing that we look at instead of what we have, the job, the house, car, the, the husband, the wife, the, et cetera, we, we're, we're really looking for the same thing that we have. Like it's, we're looking for a new rendition, but the, the core is, is the same. We're looking for love, connection, beauty, but often we want like a new drapery on it. We, we become bored. We, we're obsessed with variety. I think that can often happen sexually for men. As Swedenborg loves to to mention that men and women can be in love with having as much variety as possible. I think today 
uh, pornography is kind of an example of that uh, in fruition. We turn towards it in our love of variety, men especially. And when we turn towards all this newness, and in our, especially in this uh, culture of consumption, we're missing the God in the things we already have. We're missing the deepness, the open door, in what is right in front of us. And I think that that is a key message of Scripture, of seeing God in ourselves, seeing God in the person across from us, knowing that the beauty of their goodness, of their health, is beyond what we can imagine, even in our seeming finitude as a person. Your beauty, even though you're not God, is way more than anything I could imagine. And so I should value it. I should uphold it. That doesn't mean we always get along. (laughs) We don't always agree. Sometimes you need to create distance between the people in your lives that are destructive, between uh, the asks of us that go beyond our uh, capability or the needs of others. But that doesn't mean that God isn't present, even in the most destructive folks. And there's a beauty in them that we should strive to uplift steadfastly if we can. And so that's what we're called to. We're called to seeing God around us and accepting that we have no control over the mystery of the future and to relinquish that fear. That's the way it should be. In fact, we have less control than we think we have as uh, God informs us. Paige also says, this sentence from the worship resonated with me. The choices we face are never really between change and non-change, but between change for the better and change for the worse, and it can be hard to tell uh, the difference. Yes. Uh, I love what uh, George uplifts that endurance is still change. It's still life. Life is always moving forward. It implies activity and connection and growth. And that growth can either be positive or negative, and it's hard to tell the difference. It's hard to be insightful as me. (laughs) It's hard to be insightful often into uh, the source of what's really going on in our hearts, in different instances, and our motivations, our practices. But we're called to. And God promises us wisdom and light in our spirits, especially if we're willing to see where it comes from. God promises us health, especially if we are healthily receiving it. It's, it's, it's impossible to separate the two for divinity. God can give us a certain amount of pretty much everything we need, even spiritual internal health. But at some point, when we start believing deep down that we are the source of that life, we start turning away from the true source. There is a reality out there and around us. There is. A lot of it can be, a lot of it that we see can be studied scientifically. And there's also spiritual reality that may or may not be able to uh, be tested scientifically. But it has certain principles. If we break 
some of those principles consistently. We starve ourselves. If we do not eat spiritually, then we uh, can become unhealthy, unwise, unloving, even more so than we already are, is what I would think of as negative growth, as you are mentioning. But it's it's hard to tell. We have this kind of cyclical uh, nature to our lives. We have this kind of spiral journey where we revisit things, and we often feel, even if the spiral is upwards, that when we revisit that thing, we are back to where we were. Despite our efforts, despite our connection with God, despite our community, et cetera, we can often feel like we're, okay, I haven't made any progress. There is no open door here. I, this is a maze, and I'm, I'm back at the beginning. Uh, how, like, what, what do I do? What, what's, what's, uh, what's next? Maybe I should give up. Often depression can hit in those moments. Often maybe it's depression hitting that create those moments. But I think that that endurance that the Lord asks for from Philadelphia and the overcoming are what we are called to do in those moments too. We may not know exactly where this motivation is coming from. It, part of it seems pretty selfish, but I can see the good in it, right? And that's how a lot of things go. Endure investigate, interrogate the selfishness itself. You may not need to stop the practice. It's, it's possible to look at our hearts and make changes through the Lord's strength. In fact, for Swedenborg, that's salvation for the most part. Although the Lord works in so many amazing ways in our spirits, uh, she, she can be changing us for the better and us not know it. But God is emboldened. God eventually says, okay, I'm the spiritual son. I'm the Lord of heaven. I'm the Sophia of your heart. Recognize me. Eventually, I would ask that you uh, try to and continue to, as we're each called to. Ward says, my injury was changed. I had to choose good or bad. Page says, yes, Ward, I am having to accept the change temporarily, I hope, of a knee glitch. Oh, I'm sorry. To both of you, I know, uh, Ward, you've been going through your physical therapy and have been blessed through it, but I can't imagine the, the struggle of being in the situation at all. And and I, I invite you to share more about that. You say you have to choose good or bad. What did you choose? From what you've shared with us, Ward, in the past, you chose good. <laughs> you have been leaning into saying the blessing of the people in your lives, even because of this injury, the the things that it has brought you, maybe the patience and and otherwise. And I invite you to share more with us about that. A uh, page goes on and says, and to make the choices to keep it uh, continue healing rather than getting inflamed again, your the knee glitch, mm. which is hard to remember when uh, she walked too much in a lovely park in Austin, and she chose. Uh, to call a taxi last night to get back to the hotel. So it's in each small choice. That is very wise, Paige. Thank you. Often wisdom is in the small steps and the details. There's this amazing quote, and I don't know the, the passage. Maybe one of you can, um, if you know it, let me know. But God says, 
in every detail, in the smallest and the smallest and the more and more subtle and, and further and further. And it's a very poetic uh, stanza. I am there and I am ordering things. Swedenborg talks a lot about this in his mystical visions. Uh, he came to believe that God works in infinite millions, billions of ways in each of our spirits in ways we couldn't imagine. And one thing that we think is there, it's a complexity beyond our imagining. And I think that's a great uh, comfort and joy uh, for us to give uh, thanksgiving to being aware that, yes, this is an open door and we're not quite living up to the door, maybe. Maybe we don't see it as an open door and uh, we, we take things for granted or or who knows, maybe we are enduring and, and growing, but it, it can often seem slow. Um, and taking a step back from that and just giving thanks to the present moment, that that is the promise for us. It's a promise that there's an open door, that it's an opportunity that you have what you have to see more and more beauty in. It's an amazing thing. These practices that are new to us and the people in our lives that we have infinite uh, opportunity to see divinity in. With that, I want to take a moment uh, to pray with you all. I want to start this prayer on air instead of turning to Chatsy, and then we'll play a little bit of music and uh, take prayer requests on our uh, discuss page, swedenborgincommunity.org slash discuss. For those of you who want to join the Chatsy conversation on Thursdays and Sundays. Dear Heavenly One, thank you for your patience, your endurance, in us and through us and around us. It can be hard for us to feel it often, at least for me, God. Embolden my acceptance of you in those ways and in ways I cannot imagine. Help me to see the open door in front of me through my endurance and overcoming Help me to accept it in those ways, to embolden the community around me, whatever we call ourselves, whoever they are, to embolden the spiritual community as well around me, my connection with those across boundaries that we believe are there. Help us to uplift even that. Help us, especially in our spirits, Lord, to accept the change of living, of true life, of the health that you bring. Help us to know the difference between negative growth and positive growth, O oh Lord, our goddess. Amen. I spoke too soon. Returning to the chat seat for a prayer request. <laughs> Be back with you in just a few minutes.
Oh, lady, we also uplift those in Pittsburgh in tragedy and loss of life. For a world that allows such tragedies to happen everywhere and their hearts, we know many are grieving, oh God. Provide comfort and care in their living. We know that nothing will replace a loved one and that grief is often part of healing, of accepting that someone has gone from our lives at least for the time being. For those of us who are called to it, help us to see greater picture even in our tragedy, the love inherent even in such a destructive world. Help us to lean into that love so that such tragedies will no longer occur, oh God. Help us to provide comfort and care for those around us that we can who are grieving as well and trauma and who are healing. Help us to be wise in how we connect with them, how we uplift them. We know wisdom comes from you, O God. Help us to accept it in a non-defensive and selfish posture. Help us to use that insight to walk through the door of your making. Amen. Well, thank you all for joining us uh, this evening. I want to read Reverend Dole's uh, last paragraph as we uh, sign off. Behold, I have set before you an open door which no one is able to shut. We know that we are standing at the beginning of a new chapter in the story of this community and in our lives. And rather abruptly, we do not know quite what to expect often. We should certainly hope that there will be something new for us on the other side of that door, which means something unfamiliar and to some extent unexpected. At every point, under the Lord's providence, this newness will offer opportunities for learning, for deepening understanding of what it is about this beloved community that makes it worthwhile. May we be diligent in our efforts to look at what we now have, to distinguish clearly that to which we must hold fast. And may our hearts and minds be as open as that door. Go forth knowing that you're loved and join us in Chatsy for our uh, coffee hour if you're able. This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash... 
Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of hefty large black bags. 